Hello, and welcome to my podcast, From Trauma to Triumph. I am Leah Bandola and your host. My mission is to help people heal their past so that they can unleash their brilliant future. I am a trauma release specialist, empowerment coach, and cognitive behavior therapist. I am also a published author with three book publications and a professional speaker. This podcast delves into the world of trauma, and it is a big world. There are so many aspects to trauma and how it affects us in our lives, and each episode will give you more information, examples, stories, and strategies to help you understand trauma better and how to release the hold that it has on us. Let's jump into today's episode. September. Wow, how crazy that we are here already. And this time of year, I always think of Labor Day as kind of the second new year. And I love the newness and, you know, feeling it brings like new beginnings. Um, So it's a, for me, it's a very um, exciting time of year. However, didn't think it would come this fast and I'm sure you've heard this repeatedly but uh, wow did the summer ever go fast so I just got back from a short solo getaway the summer was pretty hectic for me and uh, especially August was just a whirlwind and I was starting to feel some overwhelm setting in and like I hadn't really had enough me time so I decided to book into a resort for a few days by myself. I realized that this was long overdue and that I, you know, need to build these little getaways in a lot more into my schedule, even if it's just for a day, um, just to be totally out of my environment and away from all my usual responsibilities. So I did a little work while I was away too, uh, just some fall planning, but most of the time just spent time relaxing reflecting and enjoying nature and it wasn't long enough uh, because it was only a couple of days but it was a good kickstart back into my self-care routine some of which had kind of taken a back seat to all the doing these this past month and it got me thinking about a talk that I used to do many years ago it was one of the first talks that I did um, and it was called take back control of your life treadmill. I thought this was a good time to share a little of that talk with you and in light of, you know, kind of how things have been for me the last uh, month or so. So I want you to think about this and just picture this. Sometimes life starts to feel like a treadmill and it can start off at a manageable pace as, you know, typically we start our early adulthood That's often when we will get on the treadmill. So we get on and, you know, we check out all the controls and we're getting to know all the buttons and speeds. We start at a slow, manageable pace. Maybe we start a new job, move into our own place or in with someone else, maybe a spouse or a partner. We really love this nice, easy, but a little challenging pace because it's a little different than what we were used to. Then as we start to feel comfortable, maybe a little too comfortable, we crank it up a bit. Maybe some new fitness activities or sports, 
volunteer, go out with friends or family more, or we, you know, visit people more. Meanwhile, work is getting busier. The boss is trusting you more, giving you a little more responsibility. You're working more hours. The pace is starting to feel a little faster than you like, but you can handle it. Then maybe you decide it's time to start a family. Whoa, this treadmill is going a lot faster now. You try to slow it down, but it keeps cranking up. The elevation seems higher too than where you set it. As responsibilities get bigger and more, you feel like you're going faster and faster. No time for any R&R. Always something to do, someone who needs you, more responsibilities. You feel like you're on this treadmill more and more hours, no time to stop, and it just keeps going faster and faster. You can't seem to control any of the buttons, the speed or the elevation. You're running constantly. And then all of a sudden, you go flying off and you land on your butt. What happened? I can't seem to move or get up. Well, the universe or divine intervention or whatever your belief might be just kicked you off and made you stop. And that can look like an illness, uh, an accident, a major relationship issue, maybe even a breakup, a divorce, the loss of your job or business, an illness or death of a loved one. You get the picture. Big stuff. You were under the control of your crazy treadmill and you didn't even notice what was going on internally or externally. See, when you have lost control of the treadmill of your life, some other force will take the controls and stop you in your tracks and even kick you off. Well, why can't it just slow down? You might be asking. Well, there is the issue. It has gotten used to being at a certain speed and getting faster and faster because you have let it. And it has now automatized to that pattern. You were unaware of the loss of control and the speeding up. Just like that slow build where we take on more and more. And before we know it, it's way more than we can handle. And we don't know how we got here because you were enmeshed in the doing and didn't stop long enough to ask yourself if that is what you really wanted. Listen, I have found myself right at that spot too many times than I care to admit. And a few times I got kicked off and went flying and landed on my butt or my face or just flat out on my back. And some of those times I was in full on burnout and was even bedridden for weeks. And I think I've mentioned this before. And it was different each time when, you know, sometimes it was uh, a major illness that I had. Sometimes it was a family member who was really ill and I needed to help take care of them. And sometimes it was a bad car accident. Um, sometimes it was work related. Things just got really, really super bad <laughs> at work. And so these are, you know, some of the events in my life. And I want you to start thinking about 
if there have been anything, any events like that that may have happened in your life. Recently, I felt that old familiar feeling of being out of control, being pulled in too many directions, letting go of my healthy practices, not putting myself first and saying yes to far too many things. And so I decided to have a little getaway. And that's the difference now. And why I don't get thrown off of my treadmill anymore is I have learned to recognize when it's starting to feel like it's going a little too fast and I'm not feeling in control as, as much as I'd like to. And, and so I can make the choice to either slow the treadmill down, so slow it down to a pace that I can manage, because remember, I feel like I'm still somewhat in control, maybe not fully, but somewhat for sure in control. Um, or stop it completely. Just hit stop, get off, regroup, and then get back on only when I feel I can take back the controls and slow down when I need to or speed back up temporarily. Think about, you know, doing a sprint to get your heart rate up. And sometimes that's what happens in our lives, in our work. It's like, you know, you have a big deadline or you have a big event coming up and you got to really speed things up and get the things done. Um, and that's okay if it's a very temporary thing. And then you can just bring it back down to a pace that you can manage and get back to that steady pace. So when I went away this week, I had some really great realizations. There were some things I decided I needed to let go of. And I set some new priorities. And I reaffirmed that my self-care needed to come first every single day. And that includes my health practices and some fun stuff as well, just to enjoy the moments. The time away was, <clears throat> pardon me, only a couple of days. So it didn't fix everything. Um, and it was really just enough time. You know, when you go on vacation and you kind of feel like um, you're just, you know, starting to unwind and let go of all the stuff, all the responsibilities. And, the, you know, it takes a day or two for that to happen. Um, well, I was only gone for a day or two. <laughs> so, so I had just felt like I was starting to really relax and then I had to come back. But here's what a big realization I had was that's okay. I can come back and keep this going and just incorporate into my day-to-day -day life some of these things that I'm doing here, you know, and make the time um, just in my regular schedule. So, you know, what I realized was that if I just keep at a steady pace for the most part on my life treadmill, I won't have to need, I won't have the need as much to escape, though I still will want to do that just because I want to, and I want to enjoy a change of scenery or do something out of the usual day-to-day -day stuff, but it just won't feel like I need to run away, which is kind of how it felt before I went away this week. It was like, I, I need to run and I need to run far. <laughs> and if you've ever had that feeling, I think you'll understand what I'm talking about. 
So I'm going to suggest that you take a few moments now, if you can, um, even if you're on that treadmill going faster than you'd like, and try to drop down even a point or two. And just slow it down just a little bit and check in to how you're feeling. Are you feeling out of control? Like even taking a slowdown to reflect on this question is impossible? If this is true for you, well, it may be time to pull that emergency button and just stop the thing. Get off. Take a sick day and put everything on hold. If you were physically ill, you would do that. Yet when our mental health is at risk, we don't. And far too often, we wait until the physical illness takes us down and forces us to stop. And, you know, remember, the universe is going to respond in kind to the energy that you're putting out. And if it feels like it is just more than you can handle, it will stop you. And it won't be a choice. And it usually happens in a much more difficult way. And when you take your stop day, I want you to really start thinking about this as, you know, um, from time to time, I need to slow down, but I also from time to time need to take a full on stop day. Try to remove yourself from your usual responsibilities completely. So go to a park, a lake, a forest, anything natural is really ideal, weather permitting, of course. And if the weather isn't good, find a quiet coffee shop or a library or any other indoor place that is a peaceful setting. And even a friend or family member's place, as long as they're not there, you know, so if somebody's away or if they're working during the day somewhere else and you say, listen, can I just hang at your place for a few hours? Um, you know, if they're if they care about you, then they are likely to say, sure, no problem. So the point is just to be totally away from your typical environment. Take a journal, some uplifting reading your phone, only to access meditation or calming music. And if you, you know, you need to turn your notifications off, or if that is still not enough for you to keep you from checking things, then turn your data off. And if that is still not enough for you, then just leave the thing at home. Like just do not have it with you um, or have it in the car or, or, you know, somewhere where it's just not easily accessible. Um, and then, you know, just do some deep breathing meditations, some thought changing to, you know, pleasant scenes and thoughts and things that have you feeling good. So you can do that form of meditation without, you know, needing to have. I, I suggested having your phone because I that's how I like to listen to my meditations on my uh, Insight Timer app, which I have talked about before. Um, but you can just, you know, even just sit and uh, take in your surroundings and, you know, keep your thoughts, though, to a pleasant place. So that's the, the point of this exercise. And some of you are lucky enough to have cottages. Wish I was, but I'm not. So I have to seek out these other places. But if you do have a cottage or somewhere else that you can just take off for a few days by yourself, um, please do it. And don't wait until you are thrown off your treadmill involuntarily. This is so much harder to come back from, um, but you can. And if you use the experience to learn from it and make different decisions in your life, you will come back from it 
better than ever. For me and my experience with this, when I got thrown off <laughs> and, and the, you know, I, I probably got thrown off before, but was like so enmeshed in life and what was going on at the time that <laughs> literally, I think I just got back up and gave my head a shake and dusted myself off and just got right back on that treadmill. Not advisable because what happens, you know, is things start to um, increase and escalate to get your attention. And so there were periods of, of times where I had definitely some symptoms of losing control of things, even with my mind, um, but staying on that busy, busy, fast, fast, fast treadmill. Um, and part of it may have been escape. That's a reason why some people don't want to get off the treadmill because they feel like then I have to face my life and my problems and I don't want to do that. So it is definitely can be, you know, escapism um, and not in a good way because there are good ways of escaping. But what I want you to really kind of think about is when in your life have, can you look back at and think, I don't, I don't even remember. Like, like I kind of have just lost years pretty much. I have vague, you know, memories here and there, but mostly it just felt like you were on the go constantly. Um, for me that, a lot of, you know, that period of time was when my children were um, in their uh, teens and even early teens um, or even younger than teens, really, because our boys uh, played rep hockey for a lot of years and both of them played rep hockey. So often we were, my husband was off in one direction with one and I was off in another direction with the other. And then we had Dana, who, you know, we often would go, wow, there's like three of them and two of us. And what's wrong with this equation? Because, you know, when there were times where, well, when she started to get into activities as well, it was like, okay, well, we definitely can't be in three different places. Um, and that's, you know, a, when we started to rely a little bit more on other parents to help us out, certainly with the boys and taking them to hockey. And I realized, you know what, I don't have to be at every single game, even though it, that was important for us that one of us at least was with our boys at, you know, every game. Um, it, you know, didn't have to be that way. And so I started to make peace with that, that I was going to miss some of their games and and then but you know it was still constantly on the go there certainly was no time for me to think about well you know what do i want to do with my time my time was completely consumed and i was working uh during this time as well and part of that time really insanely was i decided to go back to school and uh, get my counseling degree and, and so I was working, I was going to school, I was raising three children, maintaining a fairly big house, uh, running around all over Ontario and other provinces and even into the U.S. at times for tournaments and things and, and just, you know, kind of juggling like that treadmill just was going crazy. And I didn't feel like I could take the time 
to slow it down. Um, because honestly, in my head, it was like, what, what, what's going to go? Like I, there's nothing here that can go until I got thrown off and uh, I was still working um, at the law office. I was going to school. I was doing all this other stuff and I went into full burnout and what I recognize now is full burnout. At the time, I thought I just had the worst cold of my life. And that's what I mean about illness. Sometimes it's an illness that will take you down and you just kind of go, oh, bad luck. You know, this, this terrible illness has just hit me. But really, I think what happens is, you know, you start, you get the signs, you ignore the signs. And in the, and some of those are literal physical body signs, right? It's like, no, no, don't have time to get sick. Nope, nope, nope. I don't have that symptom. No, I don't, <laughs> right? And you convince yourself and then it starts to get really, really bad. And then before you know it. So for me, it was, you know, what appeared to be a, a, an extremely bad cold um, that landed me in bed literally for two weeks. And so I knew this is more than a cold going on here. And clearly my immune system was shot and probably all kinds of other systems in my body were completely shot. And so after that little stint in bed for two weeks where I couldn't, like I had no energy really, um, I barely had energy to eat and I decided something had to go. It's just, it, I couldn't keep this up. And so that's when I made the decision to leave the law office and focus on my studies and get it done. Cause I was doing it part-time um, and trying to, you know, juggle all those things, stay on that treadmill. And I realized I couldn't do that anymore. And so it was hard because financially it was very, very difficult for us. Um, but it was like, you know what, we just will cut out whatever we need to cut out and we're going to make this happen. And, and we did, and I graduated and was fortunate enough to be hired right out of my third placement. And, and so things were pretty good. I mean, you know, life was still very, very busy with the kids and, um, and just everything else. Um, but I felt like it was manageable. And then, you know, here's what's interesting about those patterns that we get caught up in um, is then I just kept adding things and kept adding things and started another business and, and, you know, did a live radio show and did like, it was just like, I was constantly adding things in and again, experienced a burnout not as bad as the first time because I started to recognize some of the signs early on but you know I kind of I, I maintained and was able to manage and I cut out some things that I didn't feel that were absolutely necessary to be in my life um, and then my mom got sick and that you know was something that completely out of my control, of course. But I think, again, it was just that signal of, okay, you need to get your priorities straight here and keep your focus on where it needs to be. And, and I, you know, I was going to say happily gave up a lot of stuff to take care of my mom. Um, but, you know, that would be a bit of a lie. I don't know that I was happy about it, but I was um, accepting of it, let's say. And 
and it was where I wanted to be because, you know, she was diagnosed at stage four cancer and we knew we probably wouldn't have very long with her. Um, although she did live much longer than they had given her in the beginning. <laughs> so my mom was a fighter. Um, but anyway, I, I, you know, made that decision and closed down my private practice basically. And, you know, luckily with the other business, I had a business partner who could kind of take care of things while I took care of my mom, but I still had, you know, my children, <laughs> they were older um, and didn't need me quite as much, but you know, there was still the, the treadmill, let's say slowed down enough for me to be able to juggle all these things. Um, but it, it, you know, it, it, it got fast really, really quickly. And, um, and what I realize now looking back is that I hadn't dealt with a lot of things. So, um, but that's a story for another day. So the big lesson here is don't do what I did. Um, you know, take, take the time to kind of reflect on where you're at and try to take back those controls um, as much as you can uh, while you still have control of it. And don't let, you know, some other outside force kind of do it for you. So my resources for you this week, um, some perfect reading for a little retreat if you can get away or even just to do uh, some reading every day during your self-care time, which I'm hoping you are doing. Um, the first one is a book uh, called The Urban Monk by Pedram Shojai, who actually was a monk for quite a while, I think. Um, and it's Eastern wisdom and modern hacks to stop time and find success, happiness, and peace. And I love that book because he did come back into the, you know, sort of regular North American life, but with a whole different view and different mindset. And he shares a lot of, you know, what has created success for him. And the other one is The Happiness Equation by Neil Pasricha. I hope I pronounced that right. Um, he's also the author of The Book of Awesome and The Book of Even More Awesome. Those are two really, really cool little books um, that just like they're short little reads, you know, a page or two um, of just kind of seeing things that are you know, joyful or funny or just, you know, things that can bring pleasure in life. And, and they're not big things. And most of them are like free things. And it's just, it's a good thought starter to help you maybe, you know, come up with some ideas of how to do your little escapes and, and um, getaways or what to do when you're, when you're on them. Um, but this book, The Happiness Equation, um, is really about uh, living, you know, with, uh, let, me, let me just read you the, the thing, um, the inside cover, because otherwise I'm going to butcher it. Um, the happiness equation is the result of an unrelenting search over more than a decade to hack human happiness. It contains a collective wisdom of hundreds of positive psychologists, dozens of Fortune 500 CEOs, and thousands of personal interviews, turning a wide range of sources. Um, 
And the question they ask is, what is the simplest formula for a happy life? Uh, and then he, in the book, of course, gives you lots of those insights to create that formula. And the last thing is um, a really inspiring and very informative podcast. And I'm guessing if you're listening to this today, you like podcasts. Um, so it's Hal Elrods. He's, he's the author of The Miracle Morning and other books that I've mentioned before. But his podcast is uh, called Achieve Your Goals. And it's if you're searching for him, it's Hal, H-A-L-L-R-O-D, -E and the name of the podcast is Achieve Your Goals. But it's so much more than, than about goal achievement. And I just love this podcast because, it, because it's really real life. And he uses the many adversities and really, really serious adversities that he has had to live through um, and has experienced and shows how to overcome um, these adversities, um, showing us how to really live life on our own terms. Um, so that's it for this week. Now, this month, I'm going to be changing things up a little bit. Uh, and I will be starting to have some guests on to chat. Uh, so, you know, stay tuned for that. And I will talk to you next week. But remember, in the meantime, to grab some joy, peace and love every day. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please subscribe or follow me so you don't miss a single episode. If you want to go deeper in your healing, you can book a free discovery session with me and learn more about my unique strategy to unlock the real you through my Unearth, Uncover and Unleash three-part system to discover and heal your past and present trauma and become empowered to live your best life. Go to my website, lifelessons.ca or contact me directly at leah at lifelessons.ca to book your session. You can also find me on social media. My links are all on my podcast page. And while you're there, I would love it if you would leave a review, good or bad. I want to know how I can make this podcast just what you need it to be. And if you love it, I definitely want to hear that. You can also leave a review on whatever platform you are listening on. Until next time, grab some joy wherever you can. Bye for now.